Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and you're listening to our show and watching our show, Ways to Love Your Money. This is all about the respect for money, but it's also about how do we grow our money and, and do it in a special way. We've got a wonderful guest here today, and I want to introduce him, but before I do that, I want to talk to you about a couple things to set the stage. So, so one, you know, how do we invest in real estate? Um, sometimes people are thinking, well, gosh, I have to just buy that piece of real estate, and I know it's going to make it work, but um, I like to talk about something called commercial real estate. So some of you that know me and some of you that don't, we actually own our own commercial condo suites. And before that was ever introduced to me, I always thought I had to buy the whole building. So we own two suites in our building that we're in that we occupy and especially where Copia Productions is filmed as well. So um, I want to talk about those things and I want to talk about some, some tax strategies, even though we're not CPAs and nor is my guest. But uh, what I want to talk about is, you know, the option of, you know, exchanging into another property, kind of what those rules look like, exchanging in and out of, let's say, commercial real estate and how that feels. But um, how can we be experts about this? And then our guest is also um, in the branding and social media world, kind of like what we're doing as well. So I think you'll kind of, in, you know, be interested to see what he has to say. So without further ado, and I do not want to butcher his name, but this is Mr. Luke Wazaloo, and uh, he is a commercial real estate expert here in San Diego, and he works with Coldwell Banker. So I don't want to explain who you are. Will you tell us a little bit about who you are? Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on this show. Excuse me. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. As she said, my name is Luke Wazaloo, Coldwell Banker Commercial, mm -hmm. uh, born and raised in the San Diego area, so very familiar with all the nooks and crannies. and. Okay. Um, I truly love what I do. That's great. It's always a gift when, if you love what you do, it's never really work. Absolutely. It's never really work. So um, tell me a little bit about how you kind of got into the industry working with real estate. Absolutely. So in a past life, I worked for a tech company okay. in kind of engineering, sales engineering mm -hmm. aspect, but would sure. follow my clients around the country and it was a lot. And mm -hmm. you know, ever since I was a child, just real estate always intrigued me and always yeah. thought that would be the path. I uh, got tired of traveling to data centers all over the country. Uh, it's hard leaving sunny San Diego sure. and going to the middle of nowhere. So I ended up coming back, had a couple kids, and mm -hmm. here I am and wow. loving every day of it. So how many, how many years have you been doing this now? I got licensed in 2010. Okay. So, so you're, you know, just shy of 10 years in the industry. Absolutely. So, so it's been a good part of the industry, I'm sure, for you the last nine years. Yes. Got to see some interesting cycles. Yes. And it's been good. And you told me a little bit that you like to work with investors. So tell me a little bit about how these uh, investor relationships work versus just someone, let's say, going buying a piece of residential property. Absolutely. So as you said, I do work a lot more with investors and okay. kind of educating some people who own, uh, you know, who bought a house mm -hmm. or bought a commercial property mm -hmm. and then, you know, rented it out and then purchased another one. Okay. And they don't really realize what their options are. Mm -hmm. and, you know, originally people are coming to me like, hey, you know, I want to sell this building. Sure. And I was like, well, what is your plan? Are you going to do a 1031 exchange? Mm -hmm. Or what? how are you going to kind of avoid some of those tax implications? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just surprisingly weren't aware of it. Okay. So that's where, you that's know. That's kind of a scary thought. They weren't aware of their tax situation, but yet they've been yeah. owning this piece of mega real estate, but not knowing what to do with it. Some people just bought it at the right time yeah. and for the right reasons mm -hmm. and were, you know, very savvy in making those acquisitions, but didn't really think of the long-term strategy of of, you know their exit plan. Can you kind of tell me maybe like a more recent or one of your client experiences where they didn't know what yeah. their complications were going to be for tax mitigation or anything like this or and maybe what a suggestion was for you to be able to help them out with that? Absolutely. So I have one kind of horror story on okay. it which will really kind of drive this home to right. where 
Um, a client was selling another property in mm -hmm. Florida, mm -hmm. ended up kind of going through everything. Uh, you know, the escrow officer and the 1031 exchange accommodated to get in, did not get involved early okay. enough and she oh. received her proceeds from the sale of that Ooh. house. And as soon as you touch that money, yes. instantaneously Uncle Sam is getting their hands right. on it. And there's nothing, nothing you can How do. How big of a gain was it? Um, it was a couple hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So depending on your tax bracket, you know, sure. you're looking for you know, pushing that 40%, you mm -hmm. know, recapture depreciation and, mm -hmm. you know, potentially Obama tax and all of that. Well, that's so. something that you should bring up too a little bit because that recapture depreciation, most people don't know about that when it comes to an investment property. Correct. Uh, because they're depreciating each and every year. That's what's helping offset their their tax responsibility on the income, but I'll let you elaborate on that more than me. Yeah, so depending on the type of property they own, mm -hmm. um, you know, residential is depreciated over 27 years, mm -hmm. and, or excuse me, 27 and a half years, right. and then commercial over 39. Okay. So if you bought a property, let's just make it an easy round number, $500,000. Okay. You divide that by 27 and a half, the mm -hmm. improved value of that land. Right, right. And, or excuse me, the improvements on the property. Okay. And then that is what you get to depreciate. Can you, can you tell me the difference between the improved portion versus just the land and that whole calculation? Absolutely. So, I don't think people know about that either. So there is. So there's the land value and then the improved value. Okay. So in some parts of here in San Diego, if you're buying a piece of property mm -hmm. in La Jolla, let's say, right. the land might be 85% of the value right. and the improvements is 15. So mm -hmm. you're only getting to depreciate that 15% wow. versus you know some other parts of the country, let's just let's stick to Florida, mm -hmm. where the land might be worth 15% and the improvements is 85. So you're wow. depreciating that huge chunk of it. Wow, I think that's something that most people don't even take into consideration. But again, we're not tax professionals here. We want to work with those tax professionals to make sure that you have the right outcome. Absolutely. So um, I think that's an important thing, you know, thing for people to understand. Now, when you exchange, let's say we, you know, that's an opportunity, right? So we mm -hmm. could do a 1031 exchange. Um, so what do people talk to you about when it when it comes to uh, maybe those strategies working for them versus taking receipt of the money. Absolutely. So it's if you're considering doing a 1031 exchange, it's so critical to get that process started before okay. you even put the property on the market. Okay. Because there's a couple very, very important timelines when doing a 1031 exchange. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And number one is you need to identify the replacement property within 45 days. Wow. So in San Diego or other markets, that's mm -hmm. the biggest problem right now. Is mm -hmm. There's not a lot of inventory, so it, okay. it's str strategically, you should be looking for properties before mm -hmm. even going on the market, right. if you have that luxury. Right. Um, and then the other one is you have to close within 180 days of from when you sell your investment property. So you need a time coordinator. Yes. Is that kind of what you specialize in a little bit? Absolutely. Okay. So it's, I think of myself kind of as a quarterback too as well, because mm -hmm. you know I'm working with the CPAs, I'm sure. working with their financial advisor, I'm working sure. with the exchange accommodator, I'm working with escrow, and it really, you have to orchestrate this, <laughs> a lot of precision to, mm -hmm. to turn it out perfectly. So when you're telling maybe a client that's had this piece of real estate for quite a bit of time and they don't know all these rules or opportunities or options, mm -hmm. um, when you start to kind of put them through the process of this, um, are they receptive or are they saying, oh no, it's not going to be like that? How, how, what's your experience with that? Most of the time they're very, very receptive okay. because the reason they're bringing this in, bringing us in is for our expertise right. is, you know, we do this on a daily basis. So sure. it's very routine and we know the different rules. But for somebody who might do this every 10 years, every mm -hmm. 20 years, it's tax laws change mm -hmm. and there's so many different nuances in it to where it can be overwhelming yes. and why, again, it is so important to get 
somebody who specializes in that mm -hmm. aspect. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we're selling, you know, for most people, their largest mm -hmm. asset is mm -hmm. either their home, one of the buildings they own, et cetera. Right, right. Uh, so let's say there's people listening right now and they're kind of contemplating selling that property. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest that they start to do? Like step one, step two, obviously they need a great professional like yourself. Absolutely. So. So number one is really kind of getting an investment analysis on okay. the property, you know, really running the numbers and crunching the numbers and getting the rent rolls and figuring mm -hmm. out what is, you know, the NOI and gross rental income and all these different things. And, mm -hmm. you know, starting to put together a pro forma that we could present to them and say, hey, sure. you know, this is how your property is performing. Okay. Um, this is what other properly similar properties mm -hmm. in the marketplace are selling for mm -hmm. uh, just to make sure it makes sense before really kind of going forward. and you know, what are their long-term financial goals? Mm -hmm. um, some people, they're looking more for cash flow. Some mm -hmm. people are looking, you know, to pull some of the money out to put it towards a different investment. Okay. And there's just so many different Well, I know there's some rules too that when you exchange, you have to exchange into a little bit more expensive property. Correct. For You have to exchange into similar, a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. You have to take on an equal amount of debt. Okay. There are little details with that, and it's kind of, it's a lot to kind of really dive into this. Okay. Um, but most of the time, what people don't realize too as well is, you know, you can exchange from a piece of land mm -hmm. to a commercial property, as long as mm -hmm. it's for investment purposes, or commercial to multifamily, mm -hmm. or, you know, sell a lot of clients right now have a, you know, a pool of, hey, I own a couple small fourplexes or small mm -hmm. apartment buildings. Mm -hmm and I would just want to buy one large building. Sure. You have the option to do that too sure. as well, as long as it is for investment purposes. Well, I think it's important for people to know the options because I know even when I was purchasing you know, these two suites that I have, um, one of the assessments that we did is, is really looking at what the um, deferred maintenance was on the building. Absolutely. Um, each suite, the first one, we had to do a complete you know, gut. Just gut it out. Right? Um, we almost felt like we should have done that here because we felt like we went through the same process but harder, right? <laughs> yep. Um, but it's the time and the patience and, you know, what you have to kind of eat, yeah. you know, until it's ready and up and running. So I think sometimes when we go into the negotiating table, that's why having a professional is so important, uh, that negotiating table is really about, well, what's the deferred maintenance on the building? What kind of expenses am I looking at? You know, do I have enough parking spaces? Absolutely. You know, all those pieces. Especially when you're looking more at that office, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of tenant improvements are needed, the right. parking spaces, all of that is very, right. very critical. And again, it's a little bit different when we're looking, you know, and analyzing warehouse property or we're analyzing sure. multifamily. Sure. Uh, so it's, it is. Well, and I bet you anything, people are going to have questions about this in more detail than what I can give them. Yes. So how do they get a hold of you? Um, I, I'm very accessible. I'm, call me on my phone, okay. 619-454-0787. Uh, email me or check out my website too okay. as well. Okay, great. Um, so tell me a little bit of a fun fact about you. I know you have uh, a couple children and a, and a new one on the way. So tell me a little bit about the family. Yeah, so I'm blessed. I have three beautiful, healthy children right now. Mm -hmm. um, and then my wife is also due with our fourth in December. It's pretty so, exciting. Yeah. Now you told me a little bit that there's only one and three. Yes. So how's that one going to do, which is that baby girl? My, well, my oldest is the girl right oh, now. Oh, is she? Okay. Yes. And then, oh, so she's so going to be in charge for and, sure. Yes. So she is surrounded by all boys right now, and well, I feel sorry for her. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but all my sons are amazing, too. That's as well. great. That's great. Yeah. Any other fun facts you want to share? 
Um, I started taking guitar lessons recently. I, oh. First, I actually got my son into playing guitar. Okay. Uh, he's nine. He got into a band and just oh. see him. Yeah, he's like playing at the Tin Roof uh, downtown this is weekend. Is that right? Nine, nine years old? old? Yeah. Oh, it, my it's gosh. It's pretty incredible. Wow. And then I was like, well, my fingers aren't agile. I uh -huh. can't do that. And then we were just jamming out and yeah. taught me twinkle, twinkle, little star to start. <laughs> oh. And it's just... It, my mind clears when you start sure. doing that. It's, oh, it's amazing. That's beautiful. So, that's beautiful. Excited to go down that road. Well, I hope you want to come back on the show. I'd love to talk a little bit more in detail about some of the things that we brought up today. But um, again, I'm glad that you left your phone number here too, so that people yeah. can reach out to you when they when they get the chance. So. Again, the importance is getting your knowledge, your education, getting all that information up front before you're actually going to do a major financial decision, mm -hmm. which is sell or buy or a combination of both. And you're going to want great coordination of a great quarterback, great team. And, you know, we sometimes talk about ourselves feeling like we're the quarterback, too, because it is that liaison with those trusted advisors in your life. And usually your CPA or your tax professionals one of the top, right? And you might have to have an attorney involved. You might be looking at a lot of different things. So put all your P's and Q's together and really get some education. Don't be the one that's shocked when they get the money and then all of a sudden they go meet with their tax professional and now they owe quite a bit of money on taxes because they didn't really figure out the taxes the right way in their own mind. So depend on your professionals. They're out there for a reason. And I know you hear me say this all the time, there's a professional for everything. So you do what you do well, but depend on the uh, great professionals out there that can actually help you make this much more of a success. So again, thanks for listening to Ways to Love Your Money and watching our show. Um, please go to our website, Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com, and you'll be able to watch these shows and you'll be able to watch more in the past. You can also download them and uh, you can get this, you know, all the time if you want. It can put you to sleep at night. I hope it doesn't do that. But anyway, stay tuned for more uh, Ways to Love Your Money shows. And again, for any feedback, send them to questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S Dawson.com or give us a call if you have more information that you want to get questions about and get them answered. 619-640-2622. Um, The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.